Hello, listener. It's your dynamic duo of creativity and co-host, Chris. And Rick. Margarita Monet is the singer, pianist, and founder of Edge of Paradise, a cinematic rock act that stormed the scene in 2019 with their release, Universe. The band has released three albums since and toured over 25 countries. Margarita is also an artist and is gearing up to release a graphic novel that brings the story of the band's latest album, Hologram, to life. Margarita, thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to have you on the show. And we'll start this the same way we start every episode. And can you tell us a little bit about your creative journey and your origin story? Well, thank you for having me. So I'm, I originally started in music with classical piano. <laughs> I'm actually home in Houston right now. And I've been you know, kind of playing a lot. But yeah, that's kind of how I started. I was in music. Um, in theater, I did ballet, <laughs> I did a lot of art, but I never really thought I would end up in a rock band until I moved to Los Angeles and met the guitar player and we he had a band before and uh, when we met we kind of wanted to create something and put all our energy toward that one thing and that's kind of where we aligned and it kind of morphed into this rock band because his background was metal and you know I wanted to create something of my own as well so it kind of made, made sense because I used all the skills that I kind of gained along the way except for singing I never really sang before except for like musical theater so I feel like that took me years to evolve as a singer but other than that you know I write songs on the piano I like a lot of the theater background, I use that you know to create music videos. I do a lot of art for the band, so it kind of all worked out for me. So yeah, thank you for sharing your story. And I love the fact of how you know kind of the the multi hyphenated creator that you are of singing, songwriting, music, theatrical performances, and elements into your music and also the visual art component of, of painting and illustration. And so I'd love to just hear a little bit more about how do you think about sort of going back and forth between the different modalities, if at all, or is it all just one seamless journey towards something mm -hmm. for you? No, I think part of it, I feel like it helps me sort of morph into what I need to be for the creative process but I was born in Armenia and I moved to Moscow with my family when I was like three years old then we moved to the U.S. when I was 11 so I moved all over and I kind of saw a lot of different cultures and you know different people so I feel like that kind of helped me to be able to transform and bring different aspects to whatever I'm doing so I'm kind of grateful in that way maybe help me broaden my creative capacity I'm not sure but it all feels like it feels natural because for example like when I make a song or when you know with Dave or with the band you know like there's an idea and one thing kind of leads to another thing and I kind of get an idea and a vision to what I want it to become from the song to the video to the story, like we're releasing a graphic novel this year that's based on our album Hologram. And 
it all sort of happened naturally because I found that if you force something, it never works. But for me, it really helped to gain skills that I have along the years and develop them in a separate way. So I do have that capacity to create when I have some ideas. You know, it's like a toolbox. So I'm grateful that my parents made me <laughs> go to different lessons or, you know, play piano, you know, do that. So listen to your parents. <laughs> Kids. I couldn't agree with you more. And and your background is absolutely fascinating, you know, moving all around and then even ending up from Houston to NYU. So you got the two extremes of New York, of, of America. I mean, yeah, into, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of influence. And I just have to add this. The I I can see why I'm a fan of your music. To me, the greatest album ever created is Metallica's S&M. And the reason the reason is it's two different, totally different musical styles, but they come together so succinctly and beautifully done, right? Which I think is what your band's about, right? You know, you the two of you have two so different backgrounds, but you've come together and created this amazing sound and it's different and it's unique and it's getting rave reviews and, and publications. Um, so I'm curious with two of you, and, and we'll get a lot more into your art background. How do you guys work together? How do you take two extremes? I don't want to say extreme, two different styles and merge them so well together, like make this perfect clay pot, if you will. Well, I really appreciate you saying that it's a very big compliment to us because it did, does not, well, it did not come easy, especially at first. It took years and it was very challenging at first because, you know, in, in some way we could have created something that maybe was more trending at the time or like all the festivals because there is like a specific sound for like radio or festivals or tours. So that could have been maybe a faster road just to make something that fits right in. But then you also never know because things change so fast. Um, and to me, I kind of have this personality where if I don't like something or it doesn't feel natural, I don't really get excited about it. So I think part of it was just taking those years and figuring out how we can merge our styles together, how we can write a song together. And we wrote a lot of songs and some of them, you know, like now we listen back and it doesn't even sound like us. So we really took those years to figure out what we wanted to be. And it's not till like 2017, you know, now looking back, I feel like that's really when the band started because when we released Universe, that sort of defined the sound of, the band and we started going into that direction with the sound with a the theme uh, but everything before that it now listening back it doesn't sound like us at all so but yeah it took that's why with art I feel like you can never force it you just have to keep creating and um, see where it takes you and you know the hard thing is like especially in America you don't really have much support for it I feel like in Europe or even in you know in Canada there are government grants or there's more programs that kind of support the process. But here, like, it, 
you know we invested everything ourselves we we paid our dues basically <laughs> but in some way maybe it's better because it makes you strong and it really feels rewarding when you do reach some you know heights and when you know people start kind of singing your songs at the shows like it really means a lot to us so. that's super cool to hear margarita thanks for sharing and to kind of maybe focus on something you shared you mentioned you know how it was difficult especially at the beginning you know it's you hadn't built the rapport yet you know with your collaborators your you know edge of paradise and how how did you get through that rocky time because it it sounds like you definitely you know you had a vision you you know and it took time to actually you know and time money years to really get to a place that you it sounds like you were really happy with how did you get through that long slog of maybe you know of, of songs that don't really feel like you in mm -hmm. retrospect I guess just didn't give up <laughs> that's how we got through it well I mean in all reality I feel like that's a big part of it because if you don't have a plan b then you kind of have to keep going and you have to figure it out and you have to just keep evolving as an artist and you have to do it because you love it. I mean, I really love music. I really love creating. I love making videos. And a lot of the times, you know, like sometimes Dave and I would get into arguments because I would plan something and he's like, we have no way of doing this. And I was like, well, it's already planned. So we had to figure it out and somehow we did like I feel like if you have the love for it and the passion and the drive you sort of make things work and never giving up because when we started there were a lot of bands that we kind of followed or looked up to or just kind of you know seen also newer bands and so many of them they don't exist anymore some bands we thought for sure would have you know made over that hump and like you know some bands seemed like they were blowing up and then they just disappear so I think part of it is having a really strong foundation like right now we have so much past that there's no way we would quit because <laughs> you know it feels like you built a mountain you can't just quit there's too much history now so and I, I, I had a few years in the music industry and I, I get it like, oh, that person's going to make it. Wait a minute. They, they didn't like, and you, it's great to hear that you keep going on in this love and passion. And uh, what I find interesting, and I can't, I get the quote wrong, but it doesn't matter. The, the secret to being creative is no time, no budget and a deadline. And mm. the person said, you know, how you do your best work is, you even said it, like you planned it, but now we have no money and no budget. I have no idea how we're going to do it. And it turns out better mm -hmm. than you do it. So I'd love to hear how you plan it and then just attacking it because your stuff is gorgeous. I figure that's a lot of you and, and musically, oh, um, so Thank back you. to my real question, <laughs> how do you, okay, I got a plan. Well, mm -hmm. Dave, we're going to do it. Like, 
can you take me through how you, mm-hmm. I call it creative tension, how you work through your creative tension with each other to create mm-hmm. the things you do? Yeah. Well, part of it, I learned how to do a lot of it myself. For example, like I learned how to edit videos. And I feel like, you know, my background in theater kind of helped me. Like for music videos, I do a lot of, like I make some of the props. I do a lot of like design stuff. And then I learned to edit. So that already kind of cut the cost. And, you know, the more you do it, the better you get. And I'm the type of person that I can recognize if I'm not good enough at something. So I I keep pushing myself to learn to do it. And if I do need help, you know, I that's what we allocate the budget for. But also, like, you have to know your the priorities. Like, for us, we spent the most money on recording because you really need the gear, you really need the studio. You know, we brought in a producer when we could, like when we were able to, because the producer, it's really important, even given the producer we work with, like Howard Benson or Mike Plotnikoff, even, you know, they say we're the band that we come in and we know what we want. So like, we already have a song, we already have everything, but it's still important to have that outside perspective because sometimes when you're so uh, connected to the song and the project, you kind of lose sight a little bit. So for us, that was really important to have that outside voice to tell us when to take out something (laughs) or, you know, kind of guide us and uh, to make sure the production quality is there. Like we uh, work with Jacob Hansen in Denmark, he mixes all our music, you know? So we just kind of pick and choose where we have to spend money. And then, you know, we worked to save up. we are very lucky that we were able to build a fan base that is very supportive. Our merch store saved us many, many times. So we're just super grateful for the people, like we're made by the people. We didn't have any outside support at first. Even now, you know, it's just by the people. So we're extremely grateful and we'll never forget that that's where we started and we wouldn't be here without the support of the people. I I think the gratitude and generosity comes through with all of the work that you do, both as a band and and yourself, Margarita. With, you you mentioned sort of that discernment of knowing when Mm -hmm. there was some place for for you to improve and then you could do it. And then sometimes you're like, you know what, we actually need an outsider or we need a skill set that none of us have, but you also seem very clear in the direction that you want to go. How do you maybe parse that difference of when maybe someone from the outside is like, oh, I think this might be the better route. And then how do you know when to say, you're right, we should go that. And actually that's not helping us get to where we want to be. Mm-hmm. I think that comes with years of doing it because like, and on both sides, like sometimes we trusted the wrong people. Now looking back, they may, they made us, maybe led us on the wrong path a little bit or just a different path. Or, or sometimes maybe we didn't trust someone enough. So I think through experience, you kind of learn. Also, when you get to know someone, you sort of uh, know if, 
they you can put your trust into them and their guidance so with us I feel like we well for me sometimes I kind of know where I do need that guidance that help and I do let someone lead me but if I really believe in something like for example <laughs> on our last album The Unknown Neil Sanderson from 30 Days Grace he was co-producer on the album and on the title track The Unknown he was uh, suggesting to change some of the words and just some part of the song but for that song I just felt so strong about it and I was like that's like my soul I'm not changing it so when it's something like that and they respect it you know because at the end of the day it's your art so people do understand and if it's the right fit they do know when to let leave the artist to kind of lead the way but when you have that relationship it sort of becomes natural when you are like okay I'll trust you on this but on something else maybe they're like okay well that's your art you know you do what you do <laughs> but like for example, on album artworks, for example, I never do any of that. Like, I would love to have an outside artist to bring in their perspective because it makes what we're doing even richer. Like, I'm a big collaborator in that regard. Like, with music videos, like, I bring the ideas, but I love to have the outside input. Like, if we working with a cinematographer, a director, I mean, at first, you know, just because we were doing everything on our own, I did do a lot of it kind of on my own, but as you evolve, the bigger the ideas, sometimes they grow in a better way when you have that outside collaboration. And that's when you decide who you're working with. So you have that trust. And I think you you hit it on perfectly. It, it's a trust thing, you know, it, and it's learning to trust the people and you need as a creative person someone to push and you to push back right mm -hmm. which creates a a better everything you know if you just sit home doing by yourself mm -hmm. right curious on this like I, i'm before the show i was watching the song hologram again like the video is so cool and you know you brought it i you know as you're saying cinematographers and everything else are you designing a lot of the costumes yourself in the outfits you have is that from you yourself a lot of it yes yes i i did a lot of it i made some of the props i i customized a lot of stuff that i would find online but also like i i like to kind of surf the web and find cool designers and a lot of them are out of the country <laughs> and you kind of start connecting and you know these days, it's so easy to send a message and be like, hey, you know, I'm creating this music video and I have this idea. Can you help me make something in this way? So that's how I bumped of into you. Are super receptive. That's actually how I bumped into you. I was talking to one of the artists that we were going to get and you were like, can you make a mic stand? And you had like this idea concept and he, the two of you, right. I want a mic stand that does this. And he was it's the guy who does these and you were like oh that's cool and the two of you started having this conversation of a mic stand yeah <laughs> yeah because we have a tour coming up so it, i want something to kind of wrap around 
and uh, he makes like I'm a big fan of what he does so yeah I mean it's kind of how you start the conversation and I think that's awesome because meeting other artists is just makes everything cooler and yeah so I'm I'm always very open to talking to people and and to to kind of write off that margarita are you do you identify as an extrovert because i know there's a lot of creatives who feel a lot of fear or apprehension about collaborating not even just collaborating but even going up to approach other creators who are making something cool or you know who might be a great resource but there's a lot of people who are like oh i don't like necessarily talking to people are you naturally really extroverted or are you one of those introvert or introverts who happens to just be a great performer <laughs> i'm definitely not an extrovert <laughs> i'm not that but i i do love people i do love talking to people but i mean it, it's hard to say i love the creative process i love to talk to creative people i love to work with other people but you know i'm I, i'm not the type that like goes out and just you know goes out to parties and likes to do that i'd rather like sit by myself in my room and like create something <laughs> but it's like you know when for example when we're at the shows i love to go out and talk to people like at the merch table or just go out and meet people because it, it's very fascinating to me when someone follows your art or your music and you have that common thing that you connect over so I feel like that's easier for me to connect with someone when we there's already that common ground like to go up to an artist it's not like just going up to anyone like you already have that common thing so it's much easier for me to to kind of approach artists and just people when there is that common ground I would say Okay, in the old days in in music, that's where I used to work, you played Whiskey A Go-Go in LA, and then the person found you, and then you got the record deal, and then stuff happened. It's you playing now in a world that social media, it sounds like that connection that you make, that you're talking about, being a person who starts connecting with fans and using Instagram and talking to creative people allows you as an artist and to not have to wait to play the Whiskey Go-Go and hope the producer finds you, that you've been able to build a career and a fan base and a following that is just as successful and probably more so creatively in this in this new world it was really like a new world because it's not like no one found us and like put a bunch of money and did that you know <laughs> so i feel like these days it doesn't happen very much or you know we did have a label that gave us money but it was like it was kind of like a bank and then, you know, we had some problems with it. So now we're free and we're going to, you know, we're going to have another label partner. But what I'm saying is that I don't think these days you can't rely on having a company or a label or something. Just go and you feel like, oh, that's it. I made it. Someone gave me money. <laughs> like, these days, it's all really up to you. Well, especially, I mean, at least what I found. And we've been in this for 
you know, quite a while, but it's really up to you. And, you know, if you do have that someone that gives you money, it's really up to you to do the right thing with it, to keep growing. Because at the end of the day, other people, you know, they want to make money off of you. So we, we know our focus is what we want to create, how we want to grow. And it's like a business, you know, we allocate funds into what we need to make. But it's a different world for sure. When we started this Spotify, just kind of, we were like, we're not putting our music on Spotify. What's that, you know? And now it's kind of became the way you can't avoid it. So things change so fast. Yeah, just to, well, thanks for sharing, Margarita. Just to kind of, dive a little bit more into the like this is my thing is like I'm always like oh let's talk about business and art and the commerce and the intersection between the two have you always like when you started the band were you very thoughtful around that business aspect of it of like oh how are we going to actually make money how are we going to or was that something that as you grew you sort of had to upskill yourself in Mm -hmm. definitely as I grew because I started I was really young I was just turned 21 and I wasn't really in this business at all I mean yeah consciously you kind of think that way but it was we were at the point where like making money was kind of a far far off thought <laughs> because we were realistic in a way that we knew that we had to have a strong foundation. We had to do a lot of investing to really create something so we could like make money with it down the line. And realistically, I feel like it takes 10 years to really get something off the ground. And, you know, sometimes there are overnight successes, but it's really rare. And sometimes if you think it's overnight, you don't really know the history behind it. So I feel like we knew that and we learned very harsh lessons. <laughs> we made a lot of bad decisions business-wise and you learn from it, you know? But now it's kind of like you kind of see a mile away if something is a bad idea. And I feel like it's even more important now because you're at kind of a different level and the mistakes are more costly. So I feel like it was good lessons to learn because now we'll be able to really avoid the bigger consequences, I would say. Okay. From, from a business perspective, mm -hmm. what are, if you don't mind telling us, what are some of the early mistakes that you made so others can learn from um, mm -hmm. that got you here? Yeah. Well, I mean, if uh, Maybe, I don't know if it just applies to bands, but we did a lot of this thing where we didn't pay attention to timing, for example. Like we would release an album, we put all our money into that, but we didn't have a tour with it or we didn't have like a marketing plan, you know? So when you're scattered, because maybe we tried to rush it and that didn't really work in our favor. So it's better sometimes to wait and have everything aligned and uh, really have it planned out. Sometimes if you have a manager and they're like coming in and want something up front, that's usually a red flag 
So like we did have some managers like, oh, give us, you know, a couple of grand and we'll do that. Or like publicists, for example, like we'll, you know, promote your music everywhere. And, you know, we did have music, but we didn't really. And if, even if they were like legitimate publicists, it's not really useful to just promote one thing. You really need, if you're doing a big campaign, you need a follow-up tour with it. Like you really need to have your eggs in the basket. Uh, so maybe sometimes we weren't prepared and it was our fault or we trusted someone preemptively, like uh, don't rush into things. And that's hard to do because sometimes like these days, a lot of people prey on artists and that's a negative thing, but don't rush into anything. Just really do your research. And if someone really wants to work with you, they're not going to just leave kind of have them prove themselves first and that's a hard thing to do you know but if a manager is interested you know don't just like sign everything away or a label like in a way know your worth <laughs> so. i i think that's super helpful because i think so many people you know, to your point, see that quote unquote overnight success that's actually been working super hard for 10 plus years. They see just, oh, they just took off. I need to catch up with that. Right. And we're so used to seeing on social media that immediate result. And mm -hmm. so people are really desperate for when someone comes along and says, oh, well, you know, I, I'll sign you to my label, but like pay me up front. People aren't even questioning that because mm -hmm. we all want to quote unquote make it big or have that break. For, for people that may be overly scared, you know, I, I think definitely the do your research, make sure someone's trustworthy before you trust them is, is great advice. What are some other signs for you when, when you do your research? What does it look like to you when you find someone who is trustworthy? Well, I mean, first of all, if they work with people or bands you know with or artists you know with, because these days everything's online. So it's, it's kind of easy to look someone up in that way. Uh, but also you kind of know when you talk to them, uh, if they're pushy, you know, that's kind of a red flag a little bit. But at the end of the day, you, you also have to re recognize that like we invested a lot in ourselves and we worked, you know, different jobs to have money to you know, invest in promotion and that sort of a thing. So when someone did come along, we could recognize that there is potential money to be made on their end because you can kind of tell if they want something upfront because they know there is no future for them, then they'll just take your money and run away. So you kind of have to build up value enough and recognize that it's a long-term game because something short-term, you're never really going to get anything out of a relationship, I feel like. Whether it's on the side of a manager or a label or producer or whatever, you know, it comes down to it. It's Everything's up to you <laughs> these days. Come, it all comes down to that in, in some way. It's like you do your due diligence and there's also these click moments when you find people that mm -hmm. you just you kind of click with each other and 
it's the creative tension there's good and bad and creative tension right mm -hmm. so when you have this creative tension and it's going positive at any point do you do you often question yourself this is getting too good this is okay yeah is it ever you know i've met many people that okay everything's getting too good something's gonna go wrong and oh uh, i get it all the time <laughs> usually creative people do yes i'm wondering uh -huh. how you deal with that I wish I didn't have that because sometimes it ruins your day because you just want to enjoy it. Yeah, but you're right. I feel like some creative people, you know, more creative people, they have that anxiety about them. Or you think like, I think too much. And I was always like that ever since I was little. I'm like, what is life? <laughs> and I feel like when you think that way, you kind of overthink things. But I do have to say that there is really no, I mean, everything, every level you get to, there are more problems. <laughs> I don't want to say it's problems, but there's also always something to solve. So I feel like over time, it kind of strengthens you where you kind of foresee something that's going to go wrong and you kind of learn to take care of it. So now I... I worry about things I shouldn't worry. Like I worry about irrational things, you know, but I'm much more calmer on like the band side of things um, because I know that something will go wrong. It's just unavoidable, but I know how to handle it. Or I have people that are in this with me and we will handle it together. So having that mindset really helps me because you're not like blindsided. I feel like when you're blindsided, that's when it kind of knocks you off your feet. So having that kind of rational mind of, you know, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm doing this. I worked hard for this. And if something needs to be fixed, we will fix it. But we've hit deers along the way on a vehicle. So now I'm afraid we're going to hit a deer. So on the last tour, I went on Amazon and I bought deer whistles. And I don't know if they did anything, but we didn't have any tears. So there you go. <laughs> While that might seem like that, <laughs> that's a really funny story. And though it shows that you, I, I think something that's been really remarkable about having this conversation with you, Marguerite, is your ability to hit a road bump or in this case, a deer, and then take corrective action in order to keep going, right? You're not, even though you you say, oh, that might be quote unquote, irrational fear that you're gonna hit another deer. We're like, all right, this might be irrational, but what could I do? What small step going on Amazon to find deer whistles? What thing could I do to prevent that? And I think a lot of creatives can hit those road bumps and then get totally derailed. So do you really attribute that to that kind of knowledge or maybe I should say trust in yourself and trust in your band that you'll solve it even if there is a problem is that would you say where kind of this level of confidence and acceptance comes from maybe yeah I mean part of it comes from experience right and then part of it comes from just kind of trusting in that in yeah in yourself 
but maybe part of it comes from just living in New York by myself. <laughs> yeah, just life, I guess. But I think it is important these days to go out and make mistakes and learn from them and get hurt or get knocked down and not be afraid to get back up and just, you know, take care of yourself. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a hard question. Maybe it's also comes down to personality a little bit, you know. But it's a it's a strange world. Sometimes I feel bad because, you know, for example, if some kids are very sheltered, you know, sometimes reality is a bit more harsh. <laughs> yeah, make those mistakes while you can afford to make them. I think is what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah, going with that, what kind of advice would you give with I'll just put it out there because you have your foot in so many different creative mediums, just aspiring creative, what kind of advice would you give someone who wants to get started? Well, whatever your art form is, first of all, do it because you love it. Obviously, that's without saying. Really develop the style. Don't follow trends really find yourself as an artist and have a solid footing into your own vision and don't look for outside validation right away I feel like because I, I think that kind of derails sometimes or maybe if you don't find that instant not even success but approval or appraisal from the outside it can bring you down and it can maybe knock you down in your creative space, right? So I feel like that's important to understand that it's really up to you to become the artist you want to be. And if you believe in it, people, other people will believe in it, but you just have to know that these days it takes a lot of time and a lot of investing to get, you know, out there and to have your art seen. And just be ready for that. I mean, unless you're the lucky one and you have a ton of money and you can just do a big promotion, but then you also have to have really strong foundation and have something that really backs it up because that's also fleeting. You will use up all your resources and then what? We've seen that too as well. You know, you have bands with a lot of backing, but not necessarily a really strong foundation or you know content and you know they do a world tour once and then they disappear so I feel like it's all comes down to creating something you really believe in and developing your art and really you know being proud of what you do because that's what's going to speak for itself Oh my God, I want that on a t-shirt to wear it every day. That's so beautiful. <laughs> we said, um, Margarita, when, uh, I've been doing a little research on you and I've been blown away by, you know, where you came from and then, you know, Russia, piano lessons and and then Houston and then moving to New York by, your, by yourself. And, but the part I find the most, fascinating about you is and rick was hitting on it you have your feet in everything all these creative endeavors 
right? You really learned how to express yourself. I'm curious, how, what makes you do that? How, how did, you know, most people get stopped or someone says, you know, oh no, you got to be a painter, but you haven't, you, you know, or you got to be this. You've done an amazing job of playing and everything and flowing and everything. And I'd love to hear, you know, someone who's traveled the world and her whole life and now doing it professionally and playing all this stuff you know how do you how do you do it how do you manage it how you know how'd you get there so mm -hmm. well it's it's hard i have to say it's it's not easy because everything takes time right so yeah and like i would like to do even more if i could but there's not much time in a day but like ever since i was little like and people did tell me they were like oh you have to choose music or you have to choose dance or you have to choose theater and I did choose you know I went to college for theater but I missed music so I just know what I love and I know what kind of fulfills me so I think naturally I eventually morphed into that I, I sort of created that thing or the profession, I don't know. I, I, like, for example, at NYU, right? If you don't know your major, they have a school where you can literally go to and you form your own classes and call whatever you want it to be. And, you know, sometimes it's like gimmicky, but it's kind of what I did for myself because I knew that I like doing these things and in my head, they all work together. So I morphed the band into that and like I'm you know it too well at the beginning I didn't do a lot of that at the beginning I focused just on music but then I kind of found a doorway where I'm like okay now there's an opportunity for more art and now there's an opportunity for more like cinematic videos where I can bring in my theater background you know now I see a window to do this and these days it helps because the more the more content you have or the more vision you have the more chances you have of being able to live off of what you're doing I feel like realistically so I think just having an open mindset and creating those opportunities for yourself helps me even as a singer like no one really taught me how to like sing and this style I sing maybe if I went to like a music lesson early on early on they would be like oh don't do that it would hurt your voice don't do this and you know that's a good thing right you have someone guide you but for me as a singer like I feel like I evolved a lot because I heard a melody in my head and I'm like I need to figure out how to do that with my voice and it took a lot of trial and error I really pushed myself and I got my voice to the point where I could do things that I heard in my head. So I feel like with art as well, like I see something I want to do. I'm like, okay, I got to figure out how to create that thing so I can include what I want to do and the skill that I have. It's hard to explain. <laughs> but... No, I think you're doing a great job of explaining it, Margarita. So where can people find find you online? And where can people listen to your music and see your art and just generally 
get in contact with more margarita. Well, thank you. Well, we have a website, edgeofparadiseband.com, and a lot of links are on there. You can find my art, you can find our tour dates, music videos. That's kind of a central location, but we're everywhere. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we are on TikTok. <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, we have a lot of YouTube videos. But yeah, anywhere you listen to music, follow us on Spotify and look out for a graphic novel that's going to come out around February. So we're really excited about that. Well, as a comic book nerd and ex-Marvel guy, I'm super excited for that. Any last things you'd like to say before we hang up? And this has been the best conversation. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Likewise, thank you guys so much for really interesting conversation. You really challenged me <laughs> in the way. So thank you guys. It was really interesting. And I just want to say that thank you for doing this because it's so important that we do have these conversations and thank you for spreading the art and the music without you guys nothing of it you know nothing would exist our art and culture uh, it wouldn't thrive and I think it is because we do have people like you and artists so I'm just really grateful to be a part of that world Thanks for checking out another episode of Origin, Creative Journey. Please follow slash subscribe on whatever platform you're streaming us on. And if any suggestions of guests, interviews, comments on the podcast, or just want to say hi, email us at deconpodcast at gmail.com or visit us at designercon.com slash podcast. Yeah, we know our email address is kind of embarrassing. Please write in and tell us about it.